Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning from New York City. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris Kenny in for the guys. So Keyshawn will be back on Monday. Zubin back on Monday. Jay Will and his wife, Nikki, celebrating the birth of their second child. The boy, it's a boy, so congratulations to them as he'll take some family time right now. We'll hold it down for the guys. We want you to be part of the conversation. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Hey, Chris, uh, you just heard a little bit there. It's the quarterback story in the offseason for the NFL. It's really been a big story, mm-hmm. not just the movement of the players, but also what's going to happen at the very top of this draft. And we know number one. We, we figure number two as well. Number three, the 49ers move up and, and what they do at number three. It, it, it's wild. The names, of course, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and then it's Mac Jones, really? Mac Jones, really? And yeah. Justin Fields. Bart and I have a caller on our show, which is a noon, noon Eastern uh, every weekday on ESPN Radio. And we have this caller now. Every day he's called, and every day he is, he's convinced <laughs> that uh, Justin Fields is going to go. Like, he thinks number one. Wow. Like he's crazy. Number one. Yeah, he calls this so show. Urban Meyer right? He's called this show, and he's called our show, and okay. it's just every day is the same thing. He's yeah. like, don't be surprised if Urban Meyer takes Justin Fields. And it's like, 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 yeah, that like doesn't people make a really believe in Justin Fields a lot. They really believe in him. There's so much momentum about his potential, but yet you don't feel that. Even our, our NFL insiders, all of them, Jeff Darlington, like, had to take a breath. It's like, yeah, I know. Like, it's hard to believe that – that NFL teams just don't see him that way. Now listen to this from Kurt Warner. He was talking with Greeny yesterday, and and he said this about Justin Fields. He's kind of up and down with his ability to process or how quickly he processes information. There's times where it looks like, man, he really got through that quickly, and and that's really impressive. And then there's other times I'm wondering, okay, why is he not working through things quicker? So you could just see the – the criticism of Fields and the hesitation for teams about him, and we've seen in mocks that he has tumbled. Mm-hmm. And then yet, when you when you see the rankings for the position, Fields is up there, like right behind Trevor Lawrence, as far as talent, yet teams aren't as sold on him. What do you make of that? Yeah, I don't understand it. I, I, I respect Kurt Warner's football acumen. You know, he's... He's watching tape, too, and he clearly sees something that concerns him in terms of Justin Fields and the mental aspect of his game. But when you look at Mel Kuyper, when you look at our very own Matt Miller, Mm -hmm. both draft experts, they got Justin Fields right behind Trevor Lawrence in terms of the prospects at the quarterback position. So when I looked at Justin Fields at Ohio State the last couple of years, there was a lot to like in terms of the physical attributes, the things that he's bringing to the table. And what I can't understand is in this pre-draft process, he's kind of been picked apart Mm -hmm. to the point that people are suggesting now he might be the fifth quarterback taken in this draft class. I I just – I can't fathom that. I, I don't see that. Um, I still think it's it's up in the air what the 49ers are going to do with that third overall pick, keeping in mind that they are expected to attend Justin Fields' workout that he's going to have April 14th. Why would they smoke screen when you already know who's going one and two? What, what, who are you well, smoke well, do, screening Well, do you three? already know who's going at two? Do you, do you already know? I mean, listen, I understand the Jets are going to take a quarterback. They just traded Sam Darnold. They know they're, who they're, they're taking at two. They're going to take a quarterback. I, I think we have an idea of who they're going to take at two. But what I'm saying is this. If you're Kyle Shanahan and you're John Lynch and you're going to take this big swing to move up to the third overall pick, clearly you want a quarterback. There's no question about that. But it feels like if you're going to make that big gamble, 
to to settle on Mac Jones being the guy that you would make that decision for, to me it just doesn't fit because Mac Jones is is your your, your prototypical pocket passer. He's he's the guy that that's going to be five yards behind the center and he's going to have to win from the pocket and that's he's not the guy that really you know has that potential for those those second reaction plays, those off-schedule plays, which really leads to chunk yards in today's NFL game. So I just – I look at it and I say, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily see the upside in Mac Jones that I would see in a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance. Now, that being said, Kyle Shanahan, you have to trust what, what, he, what he wants to do with that pick just because of what we've seen from him both as a coordinator and as the head coach of the 49ers. But to me, the 49ers are taking this huge gamble – it would seem like if you're going to make that big risk to move up to three, then you would take a big risk on one of those prospects with a huge upside. Yeah. I mean, you think about Lynch, you think about Shanahan, they have job security. So they're not making a draft that has to be safe for their job because at the end of the day, they have a contingency plan. I mean, hell, they have the former top 10 quarterback on their roster in Rosen as well. You know, what – you know, what baffles me is, listen, and Kurt Warner, I'm not going to sit here and throw darts at Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner's a Hall of Fame player, right? But I wonder what Kurt Warner, the uh, talent evaluator, how he would evaluate it himself, right? Mm. Because he went to deliver groceries in the grocery store, went to the <laughs> AFL, and then came into the league and became a Hall of Fame quarterback, mm. right? What I don't like about the, today's league um, is now everybody wants to cheat the process, right? Everybody wants a finished product. Nobody understands how to teach anymore. That's why when Judge, Joe Judge came in last year in his press conference, how, how impressed I was, because you're trying to tell me that you expect a 19, 20, 21-year-old kid to be a finished product. You're, let, you're, you're, you're trying to get yourself off the hook and not do your damn job, which is develop talent and groom these young players to be young men to eventually be veterans in this game and create an environment and a culture where guys – listen, if he, if he can't process, well, how do you get him to that level? Because right. naturally at his core, he's more talented than Mac Jones. Now let me, so, ca- let me counter that. because First of all, you're referencing Joe Judge who talked about building a, a coaching staff of teachers. Exactly. Which teachers. he wanted to do that. A lot of times in the coaching profession, you don't have enough time to teach. That's why I think coaches want yeah. to get past that because they feel like but I don't you, have time to teach this guy and I'll make him good for the next that's, coach that's while job. I that's, lose. But that's your job. You're I agree with dollars. you. I'm just saying I believe that's and, a mentality, though, that's this, at that level. But in this case, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense because they have a veteran quarterback in front of him that they can allow him time to develop. Jimmy G. Right. right? So it, it, this is different. This isn't the, the, the Jets situation where they don't have a quarterback on the roster, right, where they, they're bringing a guy in that has to play. They have the ability, because they've done a good job in building this roster, young and, 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 and coaching them up, they have the ability now to get a guy that they can wait and let marinate. Why would I want to, like, you know, you know, date. Well, I can't say that. You know what I'm saying? What I'm not going to do is, is, is be around somebody that's, <laughs> that, that they're still in this. This is how we know Bart's come a long way. Yeah. Now he stops himself. The when self he edit, he's about, the to, he's yeah. about to step over no, the I'm, line. I'm saying their ceiling's a seven, yeah. right? And, and I'm looking at this guy here. His ceiling's a, a, a 10. And I'm, I'm supposed to be the guru. I'm supposed to say, hey, I know how to unlock this player. Right. And that's your job as a coach, which is supposed to be a teacher. Right. So a lot of these guys are trying to skip the process and they wonder why they have these short term success. If you, you got to find the hidden gems 
and you got to find it special. How do people feel now that they pass on Deshaun Watson? How do mm-hmm. people feel like they missed out on Randy Moss? Yep. How do people feel that they missed out on Tom Brady? Right, Tom Brady wasn't a finished product. He had to be developed. He had to be molded. But if you do the job right, instead of worrying about your job in the short term, you can have a job in a career where you not only launch your career for 10 to 20 years like Bill Belichick, but you spawn other guys. The, the, the impressive part about Bill Belichick isn't the, uh, the what he's done. It's the bums that he's got paid a bunch of money, <laughs> right? When you think about, I mean, is Charlie White still getting paid? Like, he's still getting Stop a check. It, no, I'm not call, no, I'm not calling Charlie White a bum. What I'm saying is. You kind of just did this. No, no. What I'm saying is he wasn't Bill Belichick. I got you. Right, but because he came from that tree, he's still getting paid money. And look at all the other coaches that spawned off of that because he dared to be great. And he's all about teaching and developing because that is long-term success. So when you come in this game, you want to come and grab the bag real quick if you're a coach? Or do you want to have long-term success and be considered one of the best teachers of all time? I'm with you 100%, Bart. I mean, I don't think there's any question when it comes to the upside of the two prospects, Mac Jones and Justin Fields, but I think there there has to be a certain comfort level with what those players are bringing to the table and where those players are at in their overall development, and I guess that's what the real question is for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. What's your comfort level with where these guys are at and where you think they can get to when the, in the time frame that you need them to for your program? That's – with fields. I just hate this process and stuff. Uh, I, I agree that's, with you. That's an that's a well, old, yeah, cold, yeah, yeah, look at old cold word. It is. It and is. then the other guy that don't have to process because oh, yeah. he has two guys that's always open. Well, what, is what, what, what is he processing? He got two of the top pass catchers in the game and one of the best running backs, and right. they're always open. What is he processing? Yeah. And then you make an excuse that he's over, he, he overthrowing people because that means that he has a strong arm. Really? That's what we're doing? <laughs> that's that's a, what we're doing right that's now? That's a media thing. Yeah. That's a media thing. Don't put that on NFL scouts. But, but it is interesting. No, but scouts have that bias as well now. Come on. It is like, We hear it all though, the time. Like Matt Miller said, right, stop scouting the logo. Yeah. Stop scouting the helmet and tell me that, well, he's Ohio State, so he's – Well, he, you can say the same thing about Alabama. Of, yeah. Name it. Name, I, 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 no, no, I, I, no, 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 that's what he's saying. But that's okay. what he's saying. Yeah, he, that's oh, what he's saying. All, all he's of agree, them. He's agreeing. All right, yeah, all and, of them. But but like he, what Greg started today? Oh God! But <laughs> don't do that. I love Greg. He's a friend of ours. I don't know. I'm just messing with you. But but you have but you have also to me in all of sports. But it's getting into the NFL analytics, and so you're looking at numbers and percentages, and the percentages tell you when you take quarterbacks in the top ten. The percentage is you're going to get half right and half wrong. So who's going to have the half right and who's going to have the half wrong? That's that's always going to be part of this, and so you want to make sure you get it right. There's no reason not to. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. All right, let's go to the Goodyear hotline right now as Luca Garza comes back onto the show he is, now we can say it officially, although we, Luca, did predict it at the time, the 2021 Wooden Award winner. Uh, for you, I mean, think about the accolades you've had in your career at Iowa. I mean, the four years you've had there, uh, your number, already the announcer's going to be retired, uh, player of the year in the conference for back-to-back seasons, and now player of the year in the country. Again, just to process all of this for you and the career that you've had and then the cherry on top being called the best player in the country in college basketball, what's that all mean to you? Oh, it means everything to me. You know, I, I know for sure that I wouldn't be here without the University of Iowa. Uh, you know, my coaching staff and my teammates, you know, they've made me look good for four years. But, no, it's it's definitely a crazy feeling. You know, I came into the college the number 100 player in the country, so I, I really never really expected anything wow. like this. But, 
you know, it's it's definitely um, exciting, and I'm I'm proud that I can bring these awards back to Iowa City for the first time. Luca, what was this season like with dealing with all of the COVID protocols and things being different, the world seemingly upside down, and then your team going through this process and and and, and you having the individual success that you had? What was this all like for you? You know, it was unlike any season I've ever had before. You know, we we a couple of caps on the team had to have like a meeting, you know, before the season. Like, you know, look, guys, you guys can't go anywhere besides, you know, your house and, and the gym. You know, we can't get sick. You know, we can't afford to put ourselves in a position where we're going to miss games. And so, you know, really, we've been on lockdown for, you know, since you know, the beginning of the season in, 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 in November. Um, so, you know, I'm just really proud of our guys and our commitment. You know, we never had a COVID pause ourselves, and, and, and that's just – and we're thankful for all the Big Ten and, and NCAA with the testing that we were provided. And then obviously going into the bubble and how well they did that. You know, it was just, um, you know, a lot of people did a lot of great things to make sure this season happened. And I'm very, very happy that that did happen. So, you know, we did a lot of great things this year and we're really proud of the, of the things we did. So, um, you know, we're, we're very thankful. Hey, Luca, um, I, I played for uh, Mike Singletary, great linebacker, became my coach. And he told me that greatness comes in all shapes and sizes. And I think it's something very, very rare with you. You're the player of the year, considered one of the best players in the, in, the, in the game, and yet you're getting a lot of criticism. How is it possible? Is it possible that such a great player with so many accolades can actually come into the league with a chip on your shoulder? Yeah, definitely. You know, but, uh, you know, honestly, it's something that, I'm kind of used to, I've grown kind of used to over my career. It's just happened at every level. When I was in high school, you know, no one really saw that. I, I thought that I would be able to transition to the high major level. Um, you know, and I, everyone talks about, you know, my athleticism, my quickness, my lateral movement, all this stuff like that. And, you know, obviously, you know, those co- talks have continued now that I'm going into the NBA. But, you know, I'm definitely going in with a chip on my shoulder. But, you know, I'm thankful for that. You know, it just provides me even more motivation to go into off season and work and, and, and you know I'm always a very motivated guy so you know the added motivation you know I'm very thankful for it so I'm thankful for all the doubters and all the people who don't think I'll make it and hopefully I can prove them wrong I love that fuel to the fire Luca Garza the national player of the year the John R. Wooden award winner joining us right now on the Goodyear hotline with that in mind and, and by the way Bart Scott was an <laughs> undrafted division one double a player who turned into a pro bowler so yes chip on the shoulder he certainly <laughs> understands that but for you, um, I just want you to tell me, like, if you look at the league and you watch the league, give me the comparable. Give me the guy that you're like, people don't know this. I play like that guy. I could play like that guy. I could beat this in today's NBA. There's got to be somebody that you see in the league now and say, I could do all those things. Who is it? Um, you know, I think there are a lot, of, a lot of great players in the NBA. I think I see myself in, in a lot of comparisons. You know, when I, when I look at the you – know, I was actually watching the Trailblazers last night, you know, the role – and his canter comes in and he plays and he, he, he's very successful off the bench. You know, he's averaging, you know, 12 and 12. He's yep. very, very good. Um, and, and, you know, obviously he's an offensive. He can score every time down the floor and, and everything like that. So I see myself, you know, on the block kind of similar to that. You know, I think, you know, obviously, you know, Nikola Vucevic is an all-star. So, you know, I don't know if I see myself at that level. But his ability to, you know, stretch the floor and play in the post um, and that kind of stuff is something that I see – you know, similar to myself in terms of what I bring to the offensive end of the ball. I love that answer, by the way. Ennis Kanter played for the Knicks briefly, and I got to see him, you know, every day and the amount, what he can do, again, scoring-wise, pick and roll, pick and pop, all those things. It's all the same game as yours. It was actually what I was thinking, but I didn't want to say it to you because I didn't know if you'd be offended. But, I mean, Ennis Kanter's made a lot of money in this league, so I'm sure he wouldn't mind that. 
But that's a, uh, that's a fantastic answer. So with that in mind then, as you're now going through the pre-draft process, what do, you have, what do you feel like you've got to show in these workouts? What do you need to do to show the scouts maybe what they might not have seen on the college level? You know, I think, you know, I'm going into, you know, this, this point right now, just, you know, going to work a lot on my quickness, my lateral movement, continue to build that up as much as I can. You know, I'm probably going to, you know, drop some weight. You know, I obviously, you know, I had to play the, you know, at the weight I'm playing at now in the Big Ten with how physical and aggressive it was. But now with a faster game and a more high-paced game like the NBA, you know, I need to be uh, a little bit lighter. So, you know, I think, you know, that probably helped me with my quickness and, and, and my ability to jump and move and, so I think that's the biggest thing, and obviously I want to continue to show how, how consistently, uh, you know, good of a shooter I am. You know, I can stretch the floor from you know, uh, you know any spot on the court, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show that in all these workouts and 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 and, and stuff like that. And then I'm just gonna continue to continue to show you know improvement and effort on the defensive end. You know, obviously that's a big question mark surrounding me, and I know that, and that's something that you know I'm, I'm studying a film on myself. You know, I'm doing all sorts of things to be able to to help myself improve in that area. And you know, I, I promise that. You know, when I get to a team, you know, that, you know, they're going to get a guy who plays as hard as he can every single second. I think the effort will be able to help me on that end. Yeah, yeah finishing around the rim is critical in today's NBA with all the spacing. And I'll tell you this, like, you know, if anybody says to you, you know, well, we need shooters, you say, well, I'm not a shooter, I'm a maker. That matters the most <laughs> in today's NBA. So one thing we, we've learning about, we're learning about you, and we're talking with Luca Garza, uh, the John R. Wooden Award winner right now on the Goodyear Hotline, is that uh, – you've got to explain this to me because I'm a boomer, okay? I'm an old guy. So <laughs> trading cards for me was the thing. You, had, you know, basketball cards, baseball cards, whatever it was, tangible actual cards. So you're the first college athlete to sell your own NFT card, which is, mm-hmm. I'm being told, digital. So mm-hmm. can you just explain this to me and, and the value of it and, and why you got into it? Yeah, obviously. So first of all, you know, I kind of saw it as a unique opportunity. You know, you, you see what the NBA is doing with, with the top shot. Uh, thing and I thought that was really cool and you know my dad actually brought the idea to me of, of being able to do this uh, for myself so I you know I saw it very, as a very unique opportunity to kind of start you know going into you know, this world where now I, I can benefit off my name image and likeness um, but you know I think you know the, the coolest thing about it you know it's it's obviously you know non fungible token uh, so it's online it's like a digital trading card like you said so you know whoever wins it is the exclusive owner of that you know one of one car. Um, but the cool thing about mine is the utility that comes with it. You know, if you win the auction, you win my car, you get a signed pair of shoes from when I broke Roy Marble's scoring record. Um, you get to, you know, meet me. I think we, 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 we play horse and, you know, have dinner or something like that. You know, you get a private meditation session with me. And then a, a lifetime VIP pass to any camp that I do in the future. So there's a lot of utility that comes with it. So it's not only the image or the car you're buying, um, but, you know, everything that comes with it. Um, so I think that's the really cool thing about it. And, and, you know, the special thing about it to me, um, you know, is that, you know, a portion is going to go back to the University of Iowa Children's Hospital, which is, you know, I'm always passionate about giving back to, you know, where I came from and what got me here. So, Yeah, that, that's actually a great part of that, too, is to also include the charity part of it as well. Uh, I'm interested in the meditation part of it because you got that James Earl Jones, uh, Morgan Freeman deep voice, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I want some audio Gar- clips. Gar- Garza at the dark. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, when we oh, had you on the first time, you probably remember Wally Zerbiak's a good friend of mine. And the first thing I thought of was when I see highlights of you, I always think of Wally World when he was at Miami of Ohio. I'm like, there's so much likeness. But I got to be honest with you, seeing you there right now in the jacket, the way your hair is, I'm thinking now more Matt Dillon. You got to give me a little do it for Johnny. 
<laughs> that's funny. You had to have gotten that too. Come on now. I no, that's actually the first time I've heard that. And I, I actually, you know, last week when we were at the final four I met Wally Zerbia for the first time and you know yeah. obviously I, I see that comparison a little bit too now, you know, meeting him in person. But you know, it, it was very cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Hey, it's great <laughs> to catch up with you again. Congratulations on the award. Good luck going forward and, and go get him in the NBA. We'll be rooting for you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. You got it. Luca Garza, again. Great kid. Uh, Iowa. It's Great tremendous. Chip Great on my kid. shoulder. No, I love that part that you did that because you wonder that, right? This guy's had all the accolades hey, in the world. Like, what else, do, I, what else yet, do you want from me? When they talk Robert, about him in the no, NBA, when they talk about him in the NBA, it's like that's the first thing. Like you get such a dismissive like, oh, no, 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 no second round pick. Like, like the dude was killing it in college and you just can be that dismissive? Yeah. And I was thinking Ennis Cantor and that's where he goes, Ennis mm. Cantor, which – and this kid has been in the league for 10 years. Yeah, he's yeah. a walking double-double. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's absolutely going to be value for that right. kind of guy in today's NBA. Right. And, and a guy yeah. also, well, the criticism of his kid, well, he can't defend. Well, what, what can he do? Don't tell me what you can do. Right. Tell me what you can right. do. So, yeah. you know, it would be great to see what kind of, what kind of success he can have in, in the NBA and, and who's going to give him a chance. And, you know, it's funny. All the drafts, all the draft mocks, they have him going to the Spurs, which, of mm. course. Because they'll get them, and they'll turn them into double-double So, so let me ask you a question. When you're doing that interview, are you doing that for ESPN for KJZ, or are you doing that for MSG for the New York Knicks? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Why do I always I'm have just an curious. ulterior is doing, motive? Is this, is this, is this doing like work Dur- for ESPN Devin Radio, yeah. or is he doing reconnaissance? Is he uh, doing background check for or Luca Garza? Yeah, man. I'm just trying to figure it out. Just saying, the last three games, the Knicks have been out-rebounded by seven uh, rebounds a game. We okay, issues gotcha. on the board. Some real value, some real value for a guy like just, that. Just saying, Mike. Cantor just so happened to play for the Knicks once upon a time. Yeah, Got yeah, it. Yeah, it reminds okay. me of Cantor. <laughs> just saying that it could help. Let's go right up the scouting report when we get done with the show. <laughs> Good kid. Right. <laughs> Already doing stuff for charity. Really I'm smart. Already making his own kind of money, by the way. I love hey, that. Look I at the pitch. That. His pitch is better than some of the others we've uh, I, I, but, <laughs> we had the one guy. What are you here know. for, uh, man? I'm signing some autographs, <laughs> kicking it. Yeah. He's just hanging out. Who was that? Know. Jerry Judy. <laughs> so you, you give him points because he knows what his hustle exactly. is. He he exactly. 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 Yeah. All right. We will try to keep this show intact uh, as we take it into the weekend. But coming up, we're going to play another game. Would you rather? We did this yesterday. There was some compelling would you rather combination. So here's one. Would you rather the Browns or Ravens quarterback situation? Would you rather the Packers or Seahawks quarterback situation with all the headaches that come with it? So 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 if you want to be part of it. That's all coming up after this from DraftKings. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia, competing for the coveted jacket and DraftKings. The leader in one-day fantasy sports is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a shot at a free entry into a contest with 100 thousand dollars in total prizes all you have to do is sign up using promo code kjz and opt into DraftKings big birdie payday those who enter the big birdie payday will get a free entry into a daily fantasy contest with one hundred thousand dollars up for grabs if any member of the final group sinks a birdie on the 18th hole on sunday download the DraftKings app now and use code kjz during sign up this week DraftKings is putting you in the action with a shot at a free entry into $100,000 contest with their Big Birdie Payday promotion. That's code KJZ, and you can get a free shot at any at an entry into a $100,000 contest only 
at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Well, the countdown is on to the 2021 NFL Draft. Join me, L. Duncan, Kevin Degani. Full coverage of the first three rounds on ESPN Radio. Coverage begins Thursday, April 29th, 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris Canyon for the guys. Remember Keyshawn 
and Zubin back on Monday. Jay Will and his wife, Nikki, celebrating the birth of their second child. It's a boy. Congratulations to them. So we'll hold it down for you, taking you into the weekend. And you just, you know, as we're talking about that, you just heard the the rejoin and the Seahawks and their quarterback now concerns or whatever that story is with Russell Wilson, him not wanting there. Aaron Rodgers doesn't really want to be with Green Bay, or does mm. he, or does Green Bay want him for the long term? Who knows? So with that, let's go back to a game we were playing yesterday called Would You Rather? Would you rather have these quarterback situations? And All let's right. start with that one because these quarterback situations also come with the headaches. Yes, you would love to have <laughs> Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, but – Everything encompassing with it, including futures, concerns, contracts, all of it. So, Chris Candy, would you rather have the Packers or the Seahawks quarterback situation? Give me the Packers quarterback situation. I think that Aaron Rodgers is the better player. But then beyond that, I feel like the Packers as an organization have a succession plan if for whatever reason Aaron Rodgers decides to escalate this situation and shoot his way out of town. So I feel better about what Green Bay has behind Aaron Rodgers as opposed to what the Seahawks would have to do if Russell Wilson were to leave town. Mm. I mean, I agree with everything that Chris said. You know, you talk about you know, the drafting of Jordan Love. They have somebody in place when they decide to move on. It's in their control because Aaron Rodgers is under contract for the next three years, where Russell Wilson, they don't have anybody behind him but Geno Smith and everybody in this area understand what that means. Ooh. <laughs> I certainly do. Shout out to former Jet. All right, Look let's, at go. You. let's go. Let's go around. At you. Keep it Brazil. Mm, so did I, Kay. So what would you rather have now this quarterback situation? The Browns or the Ravens, both quarterbacks, fifth-year option coming up, extension discussions coming up. This was not even close for me. Not even close. It's not even close for me because, I mean, tell me the one thing. Well, give that, me, who is it then? Which well, one? I, I wanted to build up the – okay, oh, well, for, for, for me, I mean, you got to think, like, it's only one quarterback here that does something special. And now what is special may not last long, but Lamar Jackson does something special. MVP of the league, I think that you can find Baker Mayfields all around the NFL with that type of talent that they have. Like I said before, nobody does less with more than Baker Mayfield. Now listen, what? he stepped his game up. He stepped his game up a little bit last year. Okay. But uh, we wouldn't consider him, you know, what he did was um, all on his shoulders. He has two of everything, two running backs, two good tackles, two good receivers, and one that has a torn ACL. Anybody can be successful with that. Um, I believe that Lamar Jackson, if they ever commit to him and give him a, a, a legitimate number one receiver, I think we can see the next level in the evolution of his game. You know, you're always concerned about him being health, uh, healthy, but I'd definitely much rather have the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who used to be the Cleveland Browns, but is a much better version of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Bake and the Cleveland Browns are pointed in the right direction. I like what they're doing, and you got to give a lot of credit to Kevin Stefanski. That being said, I'm going with Lamar Jackson. Like Bart said, Lamar Jackson is special, and I know the way he plays the position is unconventional, mm -hmm. but I trust him because he's got dominant traits, and I also trust the organization around him. They're going to get him to realize his full potential, even though we haven't seen the evolution of him as a downfield passer. I feel like that is coming with more time and with better personnel around him. I was always a fan of his coming out of college. I never believed the idea of can't be a pocket passer and all that stuff. Like I never believed any of that. And again, let's talk more about coded language. Language. Justin, Justin more Fields. coded exactly. language. One the Heisman from the but, pocket. But but can I, but, but you know I said I never believed it. But can I also point out though Lamar Jackson after MVP season took a step back? Did he not? 
Who's his number one well, receiver? Well, you say you say he took a step back, but he won a playoff game. I would say that's a step forward. Okay, all right. I see, I see what you're doing. <laughs> True. The team took a step the, forward. You're the, saying because the they won the playoff that's, game. That's the, dude really came out, the dude came out of the porter potty and won the game. Who can say that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's keep going with this one. Oh, this will be fun. You ready for this? Let's do it. Would you rather have this quarterback? Which quarterback situation would you rather have? The Colts or the Eagles? Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles quarterback situation. I mean, just by default, right? The Eagles decided we're going to move this guy and eat $34 million in dead money. Like, that's how bad we want to move on <laughs> from this player. They, they like, I don't think him. the Eagles have any delusions about what their quarterback situation is. Jalen Hurts is on a trial uh, basis right now. We'll see what he ends up becoming. But if he doesn't, they're going to be back in the quarterback market. I feel like the Colts are committed to Carson Wentz for a couple of years, and and – they're really going all in with this guy. I don't know if he's that guy. But you, you don't you think he has the familiarity of the coach? You've got more talent. You've got a better offensive line. Don't you think for Carson Wentz, this is ready-made for him to finally have the success that he showed potential to be? I hear what you're saying, but Carson Wentz ain't been the same player since he came off of that ACL surgery. And last year, I can't ignore what I saw. Give me Carson Wentz. Okay. I'm a fan of Carson Wentz. Let me tell you something. He's the only one that, that's on this list that, that well, between him and Hurts in this current situation, that has had a special season. He was on MVP trajectory. Yep. I think that he – listen, Nick Foles won Carson Wentz Super Bowl. This guy is special. Listen, this organization was dysfunctional. This organization was totally dysfunctional. They put it, they went all in. This organization got old and they became expensive, and that made Carson Wentz expendable. He's going to have one of the best seasons of the year. Him and Matthew Stafford may be my comeback players of the year. That's Carson good Wentz, good enough to get a Super Bowl winning coach fired. Oh, no, he got to sell. He got to No, Nate Sudfeld. Carson Wentz. Sudfeld. Just good enough to get you fired. Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld got him fired. Our, our producer, Pat Costello, a big, a big Eagles fan, is booing you right now, Bart. On Boo that, that man. Listen, Nate. Boo <laughs> that man there. Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld got the coach fired, and he didn't want to be there all anymore because right, they didn't let him do what he wanted to do. All right, the quarterback that led the NFL in sacks and interceptions in 12 games. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty yeah. impressive. 50 times. That's impressive. They, that's impressive they, got, they, got, they got Jason Peters who probably can't even touch his toes right now playing left tackle. He signed up to play guard. Oh, I love it. This is a great setup for the final segment of the show, and that is called a roulette. So it's time for you guys to start yelling at us as we've been yelling at you all morning. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You line them up, you know the rules. Each line, one by one, your name, where you're from, and then your hot take or... Your question, and we guarantee, I guarantee that guy's calling from Virginia again to tell us. He's going to call about Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. Should go number Urban one. Meyer. Okay. Yeah. Let's see which right, number see. he is. Let's see if we win the lottery. By line five. I'm betting line five. I'm betting line five. All right, so we got Caller Roulette coming up next after this from Indeed. Regular job sites can take days to find the right candidate with Indeed. It could take seconds. Thanks to Indeed Instant Match. It searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database and instantly finds you up to 20 people whose resumes match your job criteria. Want to narrow the list even further? Add an Indeed skills test to see a candidate's skills that go beyond their resume. Maybe that's why Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit.
for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is my last time playing this, and it's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this one. Let's get it right. Let's do it well. Let's not have any line five issues. Call a roulette. That's the name of the game. The name of the show, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. And by the way, just for everybody to know, Keyshawn Zubin back Monday, and J. Will celebrating the birth of his second child with his wife, Nikki. So he's taking some family time and well-deserved. So it's Alan Hahn, Bart Scott. Chris Candy with you, and let's do it. Let's spin the wheel. Go. How do we help? Do we have a line seven that exists? Yeah, it's uh, this is James in Bristol. Oh, uh, yes, James. Asking, just want to ask Bart what what uh, what he's most looking forward to uh, at WrestleMania this year. Oh no! I've been watching wrestling a lot this, lately. I'm just a fan of WrestleMania in the history of, in in the history of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I haven't. No, I haven't watched. I've been been keeping up with the uh, with the plots and stuff. You know, you got this uh, what AEW going on right now too. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got the Return of Sting and stuff going on. So I keep it. I but keep WrestleMania it. is the that's the franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yes, yeah, the that, flagship. Yeah, it's the Super Bowl. That's the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, so I, I haven't really been keeping up with the storylines to watch. I haven't been locked in for every WrestleMania, but historically, I watch a lot of wrestling. I actually did wrestle with a lot of the guys that were my heroes. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Don't not, you think not, he surpri- be, not surprising. Not surprising. Not surprising. He should be a 24-7 champ, <laughs> exactly. just, like, just, because, just because. Yeah. And you'd I be mean, unbearable yeah, if you yeah, were. Rosenberg, does he still have it? Oh, no. Rosenberg, you know, you know, he, he lost it quick. Oh, okay. Peter Rosenberg? No, I was going to say, that would be an easy win. I wouldn't even sneak up on him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, wow. what, I'm, you know what I'm here for. Wow, so much. <laughs> you know, you know what way, I'm here that, for. That line seven, guy sounded like he had a great beard, didn't he? He had like a great beard voice. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. All right, spin it. Yeah, line seven. <laughs> line three. Phil in the Bronx. Garbage jersey in my closet, Geno Smith. Mm. New York's got three picks in the first round of the draft. Who are they going to be? Ooh, 
I can tell you maybe positions of what it's going to be. We know that the first we're anticipating is going to be Wilson. Don't cop out. Give us names. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Wilson. I think uh-huh. they'll be able to maybe try and sneak out a, a defensive end. Somebody's going to fall. See, that's the thing. Like that's a great thing about this draft. That's a Seattle pick you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, right. we never know. I mean, they can go corner with that, or they can go you know defensive ends. But it's going to be value that come. But I think they're going to go tackle they have to they have to protect Wilson so I think tackle and maybe Travis Etienne they want to get like a legitimate in that system you talk about that one cut get right, north so and south I'm gonna put you on the spot so two picks both offense or one offense one defense predicted now I think I think it's going to be uh both offense you know it's got to be you got to get a tackle because if you put that offensive line that you put in front of Sam Donald last yeah. year this kid would be short uh in his career real fast and he'll be apologizing to his parents he has to continue the project that he said that he was going to protect Sam Donald that to Sam. well he needs to continue to say say the same message to Wilson he got backed in now you got to get something on the other no, he side protected Sam by getting him out of New York that's yeah. probably what he needed to do <laughs> all right we're playing caller roulette on KJZ spin it All right, line five. You're up. Unbelievable. It never fails. It never How hard is it to remember your line, your name, where you're from, your take? It's always that line. It's a setup. Line five is a setup. Think it's I'm a setup. starting to think it's a conspiracy. We call it a They're working the against us right now. Something's fishy about line five. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, like, it's like they know. Don't smell right. It's like they'd rather yeah. not get it right. Spin it. Line one. What's up, guys? This is Josh from Waco. Hey, going back to Monday night, is Baylor men's basketball the best defense in the history of college basketball? Whoa, Shutting strong. down three first-round draft picks? Bart Scott. Let's go. That's, that's real yeah, aggressive. That's although, although that's real aggressive. But his point, you heard what he said. He qualified it, shutting down three first-round draft picks, which, by the way, I'm not sure Drew Timmy becomes a first-round draft pick after that performance. Yeah, yeah, not exactly. at all. And once you get beast motor by some grown men, Definitely. if <laughs> like I'm an it. NBA scout, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he's okay. going to go against yeah. a lot of good Good footwork grown against men. young guys, but grown men, suddenly yeah. that footwork wasn't there. Exactly. I mean, who, who would you put up in that list? Like, who would you put at one of the, the best defensive college uh, teams of all time? That's tough because different eras, too, different types of basketball. Georgetown, this is George, all, I'm sorry, Georgetown with Patrick Ewing was a scary defensive team. Like, mm-hmm. like just him alone, but that whole group. I mean, yeah. there were teams. Lonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo, and what, what, he, what uh, John Thompson had with that crew. Yep. No, like, no, no. You know, that's I've just come to mind if I'm yeah. thinking. I'm sure there's others that played great defense, but I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend to be college basketball expert. So what I'll do here is defer, filibuster, and then say, spin it. Line four. Hello? It's Anthony Scott. Anthony? Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, it's Anthony Scott from Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, one of my hot takes is about this Justin Fields, how underrated he is. I think it's crazy that they put a BYU quarterback over an Ohio State quarterback. A guy uh, Iowa who, State? Who doesn't lose. You mean Ohio State? Okay, yeah, he meant to say Ohio State. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he meant to say that. Well, I mean, that, that, and, and that's now, now we're doing brands, though. See, that becomes right, brands becomes now. Now brand it's like now. Well, you're telling me this guy from BYU is better than the guy from Ohio State. I know Steve Young's like, hey, what's and going what did Sataki say to us yesterday? He's like, well, what would what would you think of Zach Wilson if he was playing at like Clemson or Alabama? 
And we thought maybe he's throwing shade at it his old program. It felt like he's throwing his old program yeah. under the like, bus. Like, but well, maybe he what he's saying is that maybe at a power five, he's getting more, more eyes that, more, that, and that, more that, talent to play with, so making him look better, E2. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds good. But listen, even Paul Feinbaum says he likes Justin Fields mm, over Zach Wilson. Oh. He feels like you can trust what he's going to bring to the table more so than Zach Wilson. And kind of suggested that Zach Wilson might be boom or bust, and it might lean toward bust. I'm just saying. Yeah, just we, saying. Well, we Don't know do that. Could, 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 be fool, could be fools going. Well, we know it's going to happen Don't to somebody, right? That's what Paul Feinbaum said. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but you're repeating it, which only gives me more anxiety. Well, that's an opinion that's out there. Can we just spin it, please? We'll get one more in, I think. Line six. Hey, it's Matt in Bangor, Maine. Uh, I was keep reading in these mock drafts that Belichick is going to trade up. And I just I don't see it. What do you think he's going to wind up doing in the draft? Just depends on how the draft board falls. I mean, as the draft unfolds, I think that Belichick is one of those coaches that's always going to look to maximize value. And if he sees a player that he's got highly rated that's falling to a point where he feels like he can move up and get him, then I could see that scenario playing out. But I don't think Belichick is going to make this huge swing and mortgage future draft a bunch of future draft picks in order to make an outside-of-the-box move. I just, I just don't see that from Bill Belichick. I think, right. he, I think he's going to continue his aggressive offseason and move up when he has to because he knows that he has his marching orders. And no matter how successful he's been, we understand, right? We just talked about a, a Super Bowl coach in um, you know, Philadelphia getting let go. Mm-hmm. It's not that Bill is under uh, the threat of losing his job, but you know, Kraft is impatient and he wants instant results, so Bill's going to give him what he wants. Yeah, I just don't see Belichick doing what the 49ers did, trading three first-round drafts. No, never. never Seems like yeah. Bill, Bill, Bill don't, Bill don't care. Yeah, that doesn't don't seem that like happen. his kind of move. I don't see that. No doubt about that. Coming up next on Greeny, Keith Hernandez, what he thought of that play, of the game-winning play for the Mets. That'll be interesting. And Dan Mullen, Florida head coach, certainly as well. That's it for me. It's been a couple of great weeks hosting the show. Keyshawn Jesus and Zubin so will be much. back on Monday. I appreciate everybody. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a great education. And what I want you to do now is all the things I learned here, I'll bring with me to Barton Hahn every weekday at noon with Bart. So stay with us there. But thanks to everyone. Pat, great job. Evan, thanks for having me. Enjoy Keyshawn and Zubin on Monday, guys. Have a great weekend. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.